You are listening to the Mind Masters series with your host, Babajide Alalade. This podcast show brings to life time-proven success tips in player terms and showcases the practicability of these keys to success, helping you to move past the mental barriers that are holding you back and make you live your life to the fullest of potentials. Your host is a medical doctor with over 18 years working experience in this field, a successful stock and options markets trader who has written three books and sold online products with millions of dollars in revenue. Stay tuned and enjoy. Hello and welcome once again to this Mind Master Series podcast. This is uh, Dr. Babaji Jalalade and today I have the pleasure of inviting um, Olua Kemi Lawal and I'm going to introduce her. She's going to talk about so many things this afternoon. Uh, she's a human resource professional, a trainer and a career growth strategist. She's had excellent experience in human resource management which spans across uh, recruitment, onboarding, learning and development, employee relationships, talent management, just to mention a few. She's a founder and lead facilitator. Uh, she leads a professional hub, a platform that equips young professionals for professional and personal growth. She has a background in computer science, a trained change agent and certifies SG, SDG advocate and many other personal and professional qualifications. She's passionate about personal leadership and she's committed to helping young people develop a purposeful and progressive career. She enjoys reading like I do. She loves writing and she's a wonderful teacher. So welcome once again, uh, Mrs. Olua Kemilawal to this program. Um, I'm Dr. Alalade. I'm a doctor, medical doctor, Ops and Gaini. And um, I founded a uh, started a small group on the internet called Ask the Gynecologist and it's been going for the last four years as over 1.8 million active members all over the world and it's been a wonderful um, uh, change uh, agent in our society in terms of healthcare accessibility for women in Africa, Nigeria especially and even in the diaspora. So welcome once again uh, Miss Kemi Lawal and thank you so much today and we are ready to uh, listen and to uh, enjoy uh, information from under your voice this afternoon. Thank you once more. Over to you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Dr. Babajide, for having me. Thank you. I'm so delighted to be here to share. You're welcome. You. Okay, so today yes. we want to look at how we can build resilience Wonderful. in our daily life. Because the thing is, building resilience is a vital part of our lives yes because looking at yes looking at life in itself no matter how much we plan things because it is okay for us to plan things ahead but definitely life happens so when life happens how do we cope how do we continue to cope how do we navigate that particular situation so that is why we want to look at this very important topic resilience so resilience is our ability to adapt and bounce back or rather i prefer to say bounce forward when things don't go as planned because instead of um wallowing or dwelling on that failure that disappointment that negative situation 
we need to really move out of it so that it doesn't break us down. Rather, it should be able to build us up. Because you agree with me that life happens, life happens. Yes. And dealing with change is an inevitable part of life. Because at some point in our lives, everyone is going to experience varying degrees of change. But how we deal with these challenges is going to play a significant role. And it is not just only in the outcome, but on the long-term physiological consequences. So we can say that resilience is coping with stress in a positive way. Yes, true. So how then, how then do we cope with um, stress? First, how then do we cope with those um, negative situations? First, we need to acknowledge it. Because when we say building resilience, building resilience does not eradicate um, difficulty. It does not completely remove the stress. It does not completely remove the disappointment, the failure. But it is for us to acknowledge it and then bounce forward, learning from that particular situation and ensuring that we grow from it. Because if we even look at it, okay, let's take, for instance, what is happening right now. Let's say um, late last year or even early this year, uh, none of us will be so certain of what is of the pandemic going on right now and mm. it has caused a whole lot of change it has so caused much. a whole lot of change yes. none of us were prepared no matter how long we were prepared for the new year let's say as at late last year many mm. of us were planning for the new year so no matter the plans we had mm. none of us were able to foresee that yes. a situation like this is going to come on board at all but now we are in the, yes but now we are in the middle of this situation life has to continue we have to move on so what are those techniques that we are going to use to move on you agree with me that there are so many people that because of this um, particular situation they have been in depression because the loss hits them so so much and the reason they seem not to be able to to bounce from it is because of their level of resilience, their coping mechanism. Yes. They've not been able to gather to have that resilience to manage change, to manage stress, to manage disappointment. Yes, to manage change. Yeah, because like I said earlier, change is an inevitable part of life. And when we talk about change, it's not just change happens it can happen in the workplace it can happen within the family it can happen in our relationship but we have to move on we can't allow it to weigh us down life has to continue we have things that we want to achieve the fact that the fact that there is a change in situation does not mean we are still not going to achieve our objective it only shows us that we have to change our our plan in a way we have to change our plan because it will be very very naive for us to think that life will continue the way we have always planned it to be it's, so it's right. not possible it's not possible mm. it's not possible 
life with life would always happen there will always be disappointment there will always be failure but we have to learn from it we have to learn from it so how do we build mm, resilience number one we have to acknowledge the situation Correct. we can't deny that fact we can't deny the fact that there is a loss we can't deny the fact that there's a disappointment we can't deny the fact that there is a failure we have to acknowledge the situation and learn from it this learning from it is even the most vital part of it mm. because whatever whatever situation whatever thing that happened to us there is always a lesson to learn from it so our ability to see it as something we can learn from is one of the vital parts of building resilience we are viewing that change we are viewing that situation as an opportunity we are not viewing it in the negative okay this thing has happened what do i learn from it what do i learn from it what was it that i i didn't pay attention to that made this um, thing so glaring so what are the things that i have to do in order to move on because life is always a learning process it is always a learning curve it is our ability to pick from it is our ability to pick from it learn that would determine how much more we make from life so we have to learn from it which is the most vital part of building resilience and it's going to make it worthwhile because even after the whole thing by the time we look at the lessons we've garnered from it we'll see that it was actually a worthwhile experience it wasn't all all that negative for example for someone that had a job loss are you still with me yeah i'm with you my sister i'm just in the background yes all right so for for someone that experienced a job loss so you have to look at it that you don't have to always you have to look inward first this thing is affecting you as a person so you have to, in, instead of casting the blame on other external factor you have to look at it first why is this situation so what role have i played what role did i play yeah so basically For someone that lost it, you're trying to e- evaluate uh, the situation past and present and how you can learn and extract le- learning points from it exactly exactly because you have to evaluate you have to look at it what role did i play and what is it that i can do differently that will make me that will make me move on hello are you here hello 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 yeah i'm here what happened i guess network Ah, okay okay. yes sorry about that okay okay can you still hear me yeah i can hear you now okay so as i was saying we also need to recognize our limit of control yes we need to recognize it because there are some things that 
you cannot control so you just have to focus on what you can control yes recognize those factors those issues that you can control from your end and be responsible enough be responsive to be able to make those adjustments that is necessary mm. and then you also must be able to look for how you can engage the support of others when you're challenged in any area look for how you can engage the support of others because we are not meant to live life in isolation we can't do everything by ourselves no way so the ability yes the ability to ask for help is a strength on its own the ability to ask for help is a strength on its own so you have to be able to know when and how to engage the support of others because without support of others it will be difficult to navigate life that is why most people they fall into depression and some other mental health issues because they think everything has all the support all the help they need they can always provide it by themselves Yeah, I like. Uh, I really lo lo love that point of saying asking for help. A lot of people think asking for help is uh, de declaring in incapacity, but actually asking for help yeah. is recognizing your limits. So you're recognizing your understanding your powers and your weaknesses, and understanding your weakness is part of power itself. That's why, as a doctor, for example, whenever you're doing an, an operation. You must know your limitations. Not knowing your limitation is a disaster. Not being able to control okay. your power is actually dangerous than having power itself. So uh, there's always everything has limitations. No matter how strong you have, for example, exactly. a, a truck can carry so much load. But because of that power he has to carry that uh, so much you know that weight and all age, they lose that power to easily maneuver. If a truck wants to turn, they have to slow down, maneuver, otherwise they will fall over. But a car is small. It can't carry so much. But they can easily maneuver. They can run. They can move quickly. They can easily make turning points. So it's the power also comes with its own constraints as well. So people must know their limitations. Without knowing your limitation, men, no matter what power you have, you are a walking danger. So I really agree with that point of um, learning and understanding how to ask for help. One thing I learned here when I came to the you know, to the UK is I'm sure a lot of people know, know know that now. I'm just saying that that's when I got to understand that fact is that you no, know, we used to think that people in Nigeria, a doctor must know everything. But yes, no, it's not that way. Every doctor has his own limitations. Every doctor has his own uh, you know, specialty. Once you okay. get to your area, you have to know when to ask for other specialty to come and check a patient depending on the complaints of that patient or the presenting uh, medical concerns. So learning and understanding your weaknesses is so paramount to functionality. Exactly. Yeah. So I really agree with that point, my sister. So continue, sir. All right. Okay, so in building resilience also, we have to avoid seeing crisis as insurmountable problems. Yes. Like, the way we see crisis is going to determine how we deal with it. That is very true. You have to be, yes, you have to see um, change or crisis as an opportunity to, to grow. 
yes you may not at, at first you, you we tend to see it as something that has come to break us down but if we are able to have that understanding that every challenge every crisis is an opportunity for a new gain then we would look beyond the present we we'll look beyond it and be able to pick and be able to deal with it much more better because we always need to accept the fact that change is part of living there's no how we want to do it change is always part of living it will always happen yes so accepting um accepting circumstances there are some circumstances that like i said that you you have to be able to recognize your limit of control because there are some circumstances that cannot be be erased completely like um for example the death of a of a loved one mm. there's no how you want to do it you can't you can't change it like you can't reverse it it's something that has happened and it's something that has come to stay so yes. rather than of course we are going to show emotion we are human but rather than dwelling on it too much rather than wallowing in that um self pity in that pain we should be able to focus on other things that can move us forward we should be able to accept that fact that this is something that we cannot erase and that is just an example there are several other examples of things that happen to us and there's nothing we can do about it there's no way we can change it so the only mechanism around it is to learn how to cope yes. in such situation adapt adapt to change adapt very good in fact you're so right because uh, if i remember what uh, charles darwin said the strongest species is not the uh, i mean the um uh, the species that survives is not always the strongest or the most uh, you know you know the most resilient anything like it's the one that is able to adapt to change and okay. to be honest with exactly. you even if we move it to, to the stock market to see a stable market brings no money it's always moving normally True. you can predict it but suddenly there's volatility in the market there's a crisis there's coronavirus every all the market starts to jolt about moves up or down that is when money is being made actually so crisis makes money is but exactly. a stable economy is stable everybody's going as they're supposed to go but when that volatility comes in that instability crisis is too expensive a thing to be wasted whether for good or for bad exactly yeah. i i i love i love that i love that <laughs> yes so i really agree with that point i really agree with that point really, you're so right okay. mm-hmm. all right and then we also need to know how to keep things in perspective that is what i mean is when faced with um painful situation we should try to consider the situation in a much more broader context because the thing is when something happens to us we tend to be short-sighted like we are just considering it from a very um 
from a very narrow perspective we are supposed to consider it in a much more broader context and keep a long-term perspective instead of blowing it up in in out of proportion instead of blowing out of proportion it's all right for example it's all right yeah mm -hmm. Right. So we always need, at every point in time, we always need to keep things in perspective, not just the, uh, not just, um, pardon me, not just um, in the immediate, the immediate effect, the immediate circumstance. We should be able to look at it in a much more broader sense because life is deep, and so many things are interrelated. So we can't always look at a situation and judge it from a narrow perspective we have to look at the other factors involved before we can exactly ascertain whether the situation is a is a negative one or it is even a positive one in disguise yes all right i hope you get that i get that a lot it's like um your maybe you have a son you have a daughter he runs across the living room pours water or milk on the floor it's like why did you pour milk on, on this lovely rock I, I just bought so you know you might want to scold that child but if, if you put it in, yeah. in, in perspective it's just a rock now it can be Happy. <laughs> exactly and exactly it can, it can happen to anyone anyway and if, if you yes. look, if, if you fast forward it now tomorrow you wonder why we're even angry about the boy or about the daughter it. spilling milk on the rock anyway. It's just a child. So put it in perspective. You know, you're, yes. you're so right. I really agree with that. I really agree with that. It's fine. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much. Um. Okay. Another point I would like to talk about is maintaining a hopeful outlook. True. Hmm. Sure. Because hope, hope is... How do I describe hope now? Hope is is a very very um factor that can because that can help us in life because in whatever situation they always say don't lose hope and it's almost sounding like a cliche like mm. I hate every time don't lose hope don't lose hope but it is <laughs> it is much more deeper than that at yeah. every point in time we need to always maintain a hopeful outlook. Because you discovered that just maintaining, having that hopeful outlook, it opens you up to see the possibilities. It keeps you open-minded. Because by the time you lose hope, you would be so close-minded that you won't even see the opportunity that is so, so near you. But You're when so you right. have... A, yeah, so right. But when you have... Hope. a hopeful outlook you tend to expect good thing yeah that's another thing you tend to expect good to happen there's power in expectation huh. yeah there's so, there's so so much power in expectation like when something happens what do you even expect do you because there are some people that whenever something happens their first reaction will always be in the negative that ah, some this is definitely something bad. 
Yes. But by the time we keep uh, an hopeful outlook, you expect good. Despite that, the situation seems so bad. But because you have that expectation that something good will happen. Okay, let me give you an example. There was a certain day I was going out. And I had so... I was so excited that day, like... I was was full of excitement and my expectation that day was whatever that is going to happen is going to be good. Like, no matter what, it's going to be good. So that day, I had to wait because I I live in Nigeria. I live in Lagos, Nigeria. So I had to... Yeah. I had to wait for... for... bus for a very long time. But there was still this uh, excitement in me. And despite that, I was running late. For the appointment but i still had that expectation that something good is going to happen like i had that expectation so as i was just i couldn't get a bus that day i was just going with excitement i was even singing in my mind like so that was when a friend just drove past and saw me and Guess what? He was going to exactly. <laughs> I was going wow. He was going exactly. And guess what? He knows the person that I was going to meet. <laughs> he just made the whole. Solve. The wow. whole, yes. And it's not coincidence. So. It's not coincidence. So because yes. coincidence is the way God hides Himself or herself from situations. Exactly. It's not coincidence. But yes, I just thought of it that what if. Because I didn't get bus on time, I was so hungry and I lost composure you or lost I didn't control. even continue ahead. So I wouldn't have seen that friend. I wouldn't have seen him. And I I wouldn't even know that he knows the person that I was going to have an appointment with because even meeting him made the whole thing very easy. I didn't have to start explaining myself. It was just so, so easy for me. So sometimes we should, not even sometimes, every time we should have yes, it's not sometimes every time we should have we should always expect that something good is going to happen. I read an article where um, there was a man his wife was was in the labor room she was about giving birth and the man was so full of expectation that something good is definitely going to happen despite the fact that the doctors they gave a negative report but he was so so confident that he's not leaving this place until that something good just have to happen and somehow somehow the way the whole things went it was as if it was a coincidence, but he still went home rejoicing. He, he still had his testimonies because all things just worked together. And I believe that was because he already had that expectation of good things to happen. So it's a, it's a mindset that we should always have that something, no matter, even if it is looking odd, even if it is looking as if it is bad, let's always have that mindset that something good is always going to happen yes all right yes i i really accept that and apart from having hope one other thing that we need to do i'm sure you're going to mention that is that we should give people hope as well exactly it's not only having hope is to be able to give people hope 
I remember a situation last year. A lady came to at night around 8 p.m. and her husband, very lovely couple, here, you know, they are Caucasians. This lady was about 16 weeks pregnant, so she came in. Her water broke. I scanned her. There was more or less no fluid around the baby, but the heart was beating. You could see the baby beating, and you could see the womb collapsed on the babies we are like we're like fish in water before we are born we need that water for our lungs to develop properly well for the kidneys to function properly well most especially our lungs to function well can you imagine so this uh, baby's water was broken at 16 weeks obviously that barrier to protect the infection is gone you know the bag of water it protects from infection from outside is gone the water that's needed is gone the kidney might not develop well the lungs might not develop well and she's about to lose that baby. She was crying. So I scanned her. I told her. She now asked me. She looked at me. Obviously, she was asking me that. Is there hope? I said, the baby's yeah. heart is beating. That is one thing that is most important here. I told her, yes, true, the water is gone. But I am not God. I've seen babies being lost this way. And I've seen babies make it. And I don't know which way it's going to go. But there's still hope. Do you know that this wow. woman gone to that word that dr j they call me wow. j dr j said that i will make it and she had the baby wow. the baby was in wow. neonatal unit for about two months discharged the baby is now over one year it's about one year old now and yes i, I see there once in a while whenever they come to check up for the with the, 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 the pediatrician i'm not a pediatrician but what she you know she just she, she and her husband have so much respect for me they make they see me as good i'm like i'm not wow. I'm, I'm just a human being what i want to say is that <laughs> apart from having open situations no matter how bad situation is always help to give people hope that hope you're giving to them can make you a miracle worker and can make you god on earth you see it, it's exactly. hopes hope is what is it hope and being open-minded they are partners they are partners i was saying crime oh, yeah. no, not in crime but i mean they are bed so yeah. there's no way you can have hope and not be hope man there's no way you can be open minded and not have hope and hope is what brings god to hell hope is what makes love manifest hope is what makes faith as have legs hope is like you put a battery into a car a car is just a car when you put a battery that battery is hope <laughs> that battery is hope yeah wow. thank you yes i i absolutely agree with you that we should always be a, a, a messenger of hope let me put it that way yes. because we always have, we always have to deliver hope in a world that people are hopeless we have to be we have to be that messenger of hope we have to know how to always give people hope and like you said it will make us a good on the earth because the thing is god is not going to come down and do everything no way. god is not going to come down yes so we are we the God in us, we should always manifest the God in us in every situation. Yes, I agree with you. Thank you for giving that. All right. So I want us to. Okay, I want us because there was this question that I was asked some time ago when someone said, "Is um is resilient? Is it a trait? Is it a trait, or is it a skill that someone can develop?" Mm. yes so i'd like us to to also talk about that okay the thing is yes the thing is depending on depending on our temperament tra- um, resilience can be a trait because there are some 
temperament you know we have um four different kinds of temperament we have the choleric we have this sanguine we have the melancholic and the phlegmatic yeah so um this temperament also can play a role in how much we are able to build um resilience but then but then it is also a skill that we can learn Correct. we can develop yeah that is very as true. much as yes as much as it is a trait that some people exhibit um in a much more varying degree from one another it is also a skill that we can develop because it is not a fixed trait yeah you don't you don't have you don't uh, come to a place where you say oh i have 100 percent resilient because there are some situations where you see yourself um um display resilience where in some other situations you find you even ask yourself where is you don't have that inner drive anymore so we can't say you can't say oh today i have 100 percent resilience so that that's where it's going to be it's not something that is fixed we always we just have to continually develop it and maintain it so we can it's something that we can um continually develop like i said and there are some things that we help it that we keep it in in form every time some factors some principles like gratitude yeah gratitude yes it helps in keeping our resilience in form in shape true are you still with me yes yes we have to we have to always express gratitude yeah in whatever situation like they say in whatever situation you have to give thanks and some of these things they are principles that help us navigate life but because we have we are we have been so used to it we are beginning to see them as cliches they are not like in every situation you have to give thanks in every situation you have to gratitude they say is um your attitude they mm. say like that yeah sure. so for you to maintain resilience because like i said that resilience is not a fixed trait it's something that you have to keep developing and you have to keep it in check so you need to maintain gratitude you need to be grateful be grateful for the seemingly little things be grateful for the for the change be grateful always be grateful gratitude is an attitude because if you don't have that attitude of gratitude there's nothing that will happen that you feel thankful for even if someone gives you the most expensive gift if you don't have gratitude you will still commonize it you're so right gratitude gratitude is an attitude actually and it's attitude to be honest yes so we have to maintain gratitude and then compassion hmm. compassion hmm. you have to be compassionate you have to show compassion and like you said when you mentioned that we have to give hope if you don't have compassion you can't even give hope to people you're so right you're so right you're so right you just have to you have to be compassionate show compassion 
Then another thing, forgiveness. Yes, forgiveness. Some people, some things have happened in their lives that they can't even forgive themselves, let alone forgiving another person. Because you, there's some situations, some things that happen to one, and you tend to keep the old blame on yourself. Like you don't even want to forgive yourself. If anyone is in that kind of situation, the person cannot bounce back. The person cannot bounce forward from that situation because mm. you will still be always filled with guilt. So sure. forgiveness, self-forgiveness is very, very important. Yes, you were right. disappointed. Something happened, you were disappointed. Maybe um in your relationship, you, you had a failed relationship, you had a failed marriage. You have to forgive yourself. Even if you were the one that contributed to what led to the breakup, you still have to forgive yourself. You have to learn to forgive yourself and also learn to forgive others. That is how you can move beyond uh, any limiting situation. Forgiving yourself and forgiving others is very crucial. Because the truth is, if you don't forgive yourself, you won't see any reason why you should forgive any other person. Exactly. Hello? 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 Yeah, I'm here. Hello? Are, are, okay. you, are you with me? Good, good. So, yes. Yes, I'm, I'm yes, because if I, I'm a Christian, so I usually use Christian analogies for, so for example. That doesn't mean that it doesn't apply to most religions. I always say, uh, the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. But a lot of people don't understand that, in, I think, well. When the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself, it means the way you love yourself is the way you should love your neighbor. But most people don't get it that that last part as yourself is trying to teach you how to love others. So there's no way you can love others if you don't love yourself. There's no way you can feed others if you don't feed yourself. There's no way you can forgive others if you're not forgiving yourself. So a lot of people that have problem loving others is because they don't love themselves. If you see somebody treating other people bad, it's because they don't actually treat themselves well. Anybody that values themselves well, treat their, themselves themselves well. There's no way they will not treat others right. That's why they say charity begins at home. It's totally applicable in every area of life. If you want to collect some money from someone, if someone says I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to give you a million dollars, for example, you look at oh does this guy has this guy got two million dollars? The first thing mm-hmm. you look at does he or she even have what he or she is saying he or she wants to give you? Because that if, that person is going to give you from what they have. So if you cannot forgive yourself, there's no way you can forgive yourself. If you see people treat, yeah. treating other people bad, look at the way they treat themselves, you will see that actually they did not treat themselves well, to be honest with you. So you're so right. So forgiveness starts from within. In any, in any situation, whether you're going through a situation, God forbid, maybe a family crisis, a mistake at work, mistake in life, anything, if you yes. learn to forgive yourself first, you'll be able to deal with the situation better. So forgiveness is part, also part of accepting. If you don't accept yeah. your, 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 the thing you've done wrong, first of all, that you're wrong, there's no way you can forgive yourself. Forgive others. So first of all, to forgive means first of all, you have to accept. That's the basis. Acceptance is the beginning of happiness. Accept that, yes, I was mm. wrong. Oh, yes, you were wrong. Or, okay, yes, I offended you. 
accept it because a lot of people that are offended they know that that situation can never be changed they know the past is gone but they just want acknowledgement that okay fine oh doctor you didn't treat me well doctor says i'm sorry that's, that's what they want there's nothing else they want okay this person did bad to my son yes they, they know it can't be changed the past has happened but most people what they want is either acknowledgement to say accept that i'm sorry and that word can change lives that word can change True. homes that word can save careers that word can save economic crisis that word can save wars i'm sorry i'm sorry but people find it difficult to say that word i'm sorry is the beginning of forgiveness i'm sorry so you're so right i sure. agree with that uh, statement i agree with you ah uh, thank you very much okay so before okay <laughs> also i like to <laughs> let me quickly talk about this because we are in a world where people are um having so many so much uh, mental health difficulty yes yeah so i really want us before we round up i really want us to look at um how building resilience can help our mental health because a lot of people are suffering from depression anxiety especially in this period of um pandemic all right yes. so building resilience can help protect us from um suffering from some of these um, mental health condition yeah because it is one of the factor that can increase um the risk of our mental health it can because resilience helps to improve our coping ability yes so now what are I just want to mention the tips that can help to improve our, some of the resilient tips that can help to improve our mental health, especially at a time like this. Um, okay. One of it is um, getting connected. I know that at this period, at this time, many people are in isolation like okay you can't even travel you can't go out you can't talk people you can't all of those um what's it called all of those um physical distancing and all of that so it tends to keep people like depressed and more and more people are getting depressed because of that but yes. even at that we can still get even at that we can still learn we can still build connection because the way the way we are created, the way we are wired, we are not wired to live in isolation. Mm. And even be, beyond the beyond the um, health implication of the pandemic, even the isolation thing is even causing more harm than the, <laughs> the yes, the isolation is is causing more people to be depressed than even what the coronavirus is can the, do. Mm. Yes, so we can we can always learn other techniques of getting connected and thank God for technology. We can still, despite the physical distancing, we can still build connection. We can make take advantage of technology. We can do video call, voice call, 
and just still try to maintain a positive um, relationship with our loved ones and friends because it is very very vital at this time so we can't say oh because there is physical distancing then we don't reach out to our loved ones we can still take advantage of technology reach out to this is even the time to reach out more to people because you don't yes you don't know what they are doing behind this thing you don't know what is everyone is hit here but we all have um different way of dealing with the situation we can yes some people are not as strong as others so this is a time to even reach out more to people send them encouraging words give people hope we don't just have to leave people on their own this is even the time to be more connected and support our loved ones our friend then we should always try to make um every day meaningful try to make it helps the mental health try try to find meaning in life like make every day meaningful you wake up with gratitude find something uh how do i exactly explain this um make every day meaningful for you like find something to that keeps you going that keeps you living like always have a reason exactly to be alive to keep living yes always have that reason to keep living find something meaningful to do whatever thing that um gives you joy that that you derive pleasure in try to do it because it has a way of um boosting your mental health because you will always have something to live for True. you always it will help you see how it will help you um have something to live for so you will always want to look forward to the next day like you have a, you always have a reason to want to be alive mm. because if you if you don't find meaning again in life then this that's when some exists. people yeah you're right you're right so always look for something meaningful that can always give you a reason to be alive a reason to always want to wake up the next day so uh, there's a book i read a while ago about um the meaning of life there was this man that went through the uh, sad experience of the holocaust and uh, he was a doctor at that point I'm, i'm trying to remember his name um, the book okay. is so I can see the book now in my library. The book is called Man's Search for Meaning by a guy called Viktor Frankl. He's an Austrian uh, German guy and uh, he was a doctor, a, basically, I think a psychiatrist during the Holocaust. So he was given preference in the Holocaust camp, in those uh, concentration camps. He was a Jewish, I think. So he started to observe people that lived or survived after the Holocaust even for example himself and he realized people that survived they held on to three things and those three things yeah. he said were uh, people having a finding meaning in life and those things exactly. were for example somebody finding or creating a work or a deed to mm-hmm. do somebody number exactly. two experiencing something or encountering someone and number three 
by the, their attitude towards unavoidable suffering. So again, by creating a work or a deed so that they, you know, there's something they are living for, a work or a particular deed. Number two, experiencing someone or something or encountering someone. So somebody may find love in heart, they pour their love into heart or maybe someone, someone, someone's career, they make sure that this person is successful, they put all their weight behind someone, maybe their spouse or a child, you know, experiencing something, encountering someone. And the last thing is the attitude we have towards, again, unavoidable suffering. I'm not saying you guys start looking for suffering and start causing trouble for yourself, but unavoidable things. For example, Corona was an ease and unavoidable suffering. It came unexpectedly, like you said. You see, ravaging nations and ravaging people's economy and survival and livelihood. But our attitude towards that unavoidable suffering, those things they give key meaning to our lives. So we find meaning in all those things, and um. um the second thing I said is by finding meaning in life by experiencing something or someone is, for example, something good, some some a particular truth, maybe religious truth or a motivational truth or beauty in something, yes. beauty around you, beauty around the world, or even beauty in a, in a human being. Experiencing nature, culture, widening your experience and exposure, experiencing even experiencing another human being in their uniqueness. In their uniqueness, True. maybe by loving the person, by loving someone, people find a meaning. People that made it out of the Holocaust, somebody just wanted to be reunited with their loved one. They want to see their wife again. They want to see their children uh-huh. again. And that thing kept them alive, that they could overcome and surmount True. difficult situations while they were in concentration camp. But people that had no meaning outside True. that camp, people that had no meaning outside that crisis, they tend to give up and die because they have nothing to look forward to you know some, some, yeah. some somebody in that constitution camp that guy was always picturing himself walking in wall street trading in wall street making millions in wall street do you know that that guy made it out of wall street and the person was actually everything he dreamt of he actually it actually happened to him he was walking on that particular street he dreamt of and he was making millions on wall street after he was he was released from that holocaust camp so dreams do come true so it's always good to have a positive outlook about life never give up hope always hang on to one thing and give people hope by giving people hope you are giving yourself a reason to live by trying to give people love you are really giving yourself love by smiling to people you are trying to smiling at yourself people do understand that if we give people something whatever we give to them whether physical emotional physical anything we're actually giving ourselves back all the time if you sow into people's lives you're actually so sowing into your life if you make people happy you're actually making your own life happy it may not come back to you exactly the same way or it will come back to you in one way or the other let me give you a story there was a day i was working on night shift i was on call on that labor ward in a place called swindon very close to bristol it was a very busy shift also called great western hospital so i no, no, sorry sorry I was working in a hospital called Queen's Medical Center in Nottingham. So I was so tired at the 2 a.m. I went to the, the uh, vending machine. I put in one pound. Then Coke was still one pound or so. And I was waiting for that bottle of Coke. The Coke didn't come out. I banged the door. The Coke came out, but it, it got stuck. You will see the Coke stuck somewhere. I was so angry. And that was the only last one pound I got with me. It was, winter, it was during winter. It was dark. I couldn't go back into my car, far away to the car park. So I was angry. I went to drink tea with sugar. I was so hungry. Now, 
I called uh, the security guy. Said they can't. It's nothing they can do. The machine is owned by Coca Cola. I have to call Coca Cola. Like the money I used to call Coca Cola is more than the money I'm, I'm going. I pay for the Coca. Okay. So I forgot about mm-hmm. it. A year after, I was now working in this place called Swindon. So I now take my, I now took my one, now Coco is still one pound. I put my one pound in, in that machine and two bottles of Coke came down brrr, at me. I wow. smiled. So when I smiled, wow. someone wow. asked me, why are you smiling? I said, you will never understand. So I opened wow. the two bottles of Coke. I sat down, dead jelly. I'm, 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 I'm not using Nigerian language, dead jelly. I drank the two bottles of Coke easily. Okay, and, I, and I enjoyed every ounce of sugar in that cook so i, I, I wow. was smiling and i was like oh god yeah, can you imagine yeah, I mean, can you yeah. imagine as in i'm like as soon as that thing happened what struck me was do, ah. they, do you remember you bought a coke in nottingham a year ago it didn't come to you today this is your coke so i, wow. I sat down i was smiling and i was enjoying that and can you imagine it was the same time the exact same 2 a.m the same time. Wow. Wow. See, I said people, wow. coincidence. Really Co- coincidence is God hiding in disguise. Mm. Yes. True, 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 true. Coincidence true. is God hiding. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So we have to <laughs> I'm so inspired by your story, honestly. <laughs> thank you. Well, we can go. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's just to summarize the fact that we have to learn how to make everyday meaningful. By doing something that gives you um, a sense of accomplishment and purpose every day. So that is why it's even important for us also to set goals that that can help us look forward to the future with meaning. Alright. Okay. So another thing is we should learn to take care of ourselves. (laughs) We should learn to take care of ourselves. We should also tend to our own needs and feelings we are humans with emotions so rather than rather than trying to hide our feeling denying our feeling or hiding our emotion we should tend to eat we should learn to take care of ourselves we should participate in activities and hobbies that we enjoy we should get plenty of sleep plenty of rest like Literally take care of yourself too. Don't just abandon yourself. You eat healthy diet. Practice self um stress management. Learn to beyond the hustle and bustle. Learn to relax. Learn to rest. Learn to meditate. Learn to pray. Yes, mm. there are ways by which we can take care of ourselves. And lastly to say no when to seek professional help. Hmm. True. It's all right. It's all right. Sorry, it was my network. Okay. So it was was my network. You're talking about seeking professional okay. help. Yeah. All right. Yes, we should always learn um to know when to seek professional help or advice because there 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 will always come a time when you need to to seek for professional help because 
to a therapist, you talk to a counselor. Because becoming resilient, it takes time and practice. Like it's not something that that just happened. And many of these life issues, many of these life situations, you need you can't um you need professional help really. You can't you can't always because professional help will guide us on the right technique to use in navigating trauma, stress, all of those um, negative feelings. So we need to know when to take professional help because when you, once you, you are doing things on your own and you, are, and you feel you are not making enough progress, then you need to consider talking to a mental health practitioner seek guidance don't people shy away especially in um nigeria yeah people people shy away a lot from seeking professional help talking to a therapist talking to a mental health practitioner people shy away from it a lot but it's, it's not a good practice so we need to know when to seek for professional help go for professional help so that we can get healed we can get help that yeah. will really help us to move on in life. Yeah, yeah, you're so right. You're so right. And I think we are all guilty of that, including myself. We are all guilty of that. <laughs> really? Why are you a doctor? <laughs> yeah, you no, should so, know better. Uh, yeah, you know, we, we all need to hear these things over and over again. We need to hear sure, this over sure. and over again because uh, we are all human beings. I'm, I'm a human being before I became a doctor. So. And I'm still human. I'm, I'm not yet God. <laughs> so, yeah, so, uh, thank you so much, uh, my, my sister. So yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much for all these things you've shared today. Uh, do, uh, do you still have more things to discuss? Or are oh we... no, no. Okay. At this time, uh, I got. I, I can get that feeling that we're almost at the end of the uh, of the of the information that you are dishing out and you are. You know, dispensing out <laughs> to us today from your fountain of uh, knowledge, wisdom, and excellence. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. So, yeah, the things you said, you know, the facts of life, and uh, like I also uh, buttressed your point, giving people hope, having hope, yes, uh, is is also uh, is is one of the ways we can find the meaning in life, despite unavoidable suffering and i use that word cautiously unavoidable suffering i'm not saying you can people should start putting themselves through pain so that they can find meaning no 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 no. i'm not saying people should go and start, uh, start self-flagellating themselves to have meaning in that no 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 i'm saying things will happen crisis crisis these are unavoidable situations when they happen we can always find the seed the seed for victory Every crisis, every crisis has a seed of opportunity within them, disguised, disguised. And I can say with all faith, with all confidence that every crisis we face, no matter how big or small, always have that seed, that seed Mm -hmm. of opportunity within them. It's for us to sit down and recognize it. And the bigger the crisis, the more Mm -hmm. wonderful and excellent that seed will be if we sit down organize our thoughts and have that hope that hope hope will filter and distill life into sequence and hope like the word said again keeping things in perspective this quote, yes. for example let, let, I'm, I'm not trying to say that corona is not bad though people should understand me now with this example i'm, 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 I'm gonna use 
Imagine you were born during the First World War. Before you grew up and started working, there is this new crisis. New York financial crisis, Wall Street crash in 1929. Before that one was over, World War II started again. Before you finish that one too, World War II is over, Korean War started. By the time you are age 40, you've been going through one crisis or the other or the yeah. other. And we are now in this age and time. We've been having, this is the longest time of peace in the history of hmm. mankind. Mankind has never had so much peace since World War II to today. It's the longest period of peace. Maybe because they formed WHO, UN and all this, all these things they formed were at the result of what people learned through crisis. That if we have a new UN, a new WHO, all this UNESCO, all those things were as a result of World War II. The peace accord, the Warsaw Agreement, the proliferation of businesses, airlines started to fly. Everything came as a result of what we learned during the World War One and Two. That's why we have so much peace because it was so bleak then. There's so much peace now. So the, the darker the night, the brighter the day. So now we are now in Corona. Even in Corona, we are watching Netflix. In Corona, we are, we are even making this podcast. In Corona, we can even drive. In Corona, we can even watch TV. We are at home. Can you see that God loves us so much? We can overcome yeah. this. this. If you put it in perspective, and you ask those people that went through those periods, they will laugh that mm. you people, you haven't seen anything. And you will never uh-huh. see what we saw. Suddenly. So if you put all this in perspective, you feel that actually we are very strong. We, we've evolved into a stronger human race. We've, we've passed through those nights. We are now at the end. And we are almost about to break through into more success in this world. So thank you so much for finding your time today to come and join me. I really appreciate you. I've not met you before, but I got you a book. Remember that book I got you? Something by Jimmy Stovall. That book is still on my... Uh, I always have a pile that I put my things whenever I want to travel to Nigeria. So whenever I'm traveling to Nigeria, it's already there, ready to go into the box. So that I'm, I'm, I have things I'm putting together to, to be sure I won't miss anything. So your book is still there. I promise you that book. Uh, and I'm so happy thank that you I got you the book. Okay, thank you so much. Thank and, you very uh, much. Uh, God bless you. And I hope to have you once again, in more, more, not once, more and more and more to feature you as a guest speaker on this, our new Maiden podcast. Thank you so much and have a wonderful weekend. Do you have any word for thank our you. audience before you before we drop this call? Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Esho, thank you so much. Thank God you bless so you. Much. Yes, ma'am. Amen. And you too. Yes, bye-bye. Bye. So, thanks for joining us this week on MindMaster series. Make sure to visit our website, mindmastersworldwide.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate the ratings on iTunes and tell a friend about the show. I want to give you my free Forex and Options Trading book, $29.99 in value if you visit our website. Thank you.